all my Reapers and my Creepers out there, thanks for joining us again. Hey, guys. We're glad to have you back. Tonight, we are talking about the Countess of Carnage herself. Elizabeth Bathory. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> now, I first heard of Elizabeth Bathory whenever I watched Stay Alive. Which I watched for the first time today. Yeah. I want to talk we'll, about we'll her there. first. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Actually, fun fact. I watched that horror movie and I got super curious about Elizabeth Bathory and I was doing a whole bunch of research just on my own about her and my dad saw my <laughs> browser history <laughs> <laughs> and saw that it was all of that stuff and he was like, you, you can't be doing that. You got to erase everything. <laughs> <laughs> we just knew that the, the FBI were going to come knock on the door because of what i was looking up why history (laughs) why it's history so i first learned about her from todd mcfarlane the guy who writes the spawn comics oh okay he has toy lines and one of his so he, he does all kinds of toys for uh just his spawn universe um, he does stuff for like Clive Barker. He takes his artwork and turns them into toys. That's cool. And like different horrors and stuff. And he did a line of horrors from history is what he called it. Mm. And there was Attila the Hun and I forget Rasputin was another one of them and Elizabeth Bathory. That's way cool. And it was awesome. And like that mental image of this toy, which is, it's her in a bath of blood and of she's course. in the, like a claw footed tub and. I mean, he's known for doing sexy type stuff too. So it's, it's it, it, <laughs> Picasso. I like Picasso. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so that's my just the image that's always stuck in my head when we we talk about Elizabeth Bathory. That's cool. which is really funny because her name's Bathory and she's in a bathtub. <laughs> I want a clawfoot bathtub, maybe minus the virgin blood. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need that. No. (laughs) Bad vibes. (laughs) Do you want the FBI? Because that's how you get the FBI. That's what my dad thought. (laughs) (laughs) But we wanted to talk about Elizabeth Bathory tonight. So Elizabeth Bathory came from a noble Protestant family. And they owned a bunch of land in uh, Hungary. They said as a child she had severe seizures. And they think that it was caused by epilepsy. But one of the treatments for her epilepsy is they would get the blood of a non-epilepsy person or person with an epilepsy diagnosis. But they would take their blood because it was untainted and they had to put it on their lips. Medical things used to be so weird. Yeah. (laughs) There's uh, weird things. Well, and also being nobility, like, they have all kinds of problems anyway. Oh, yeah, with inbreeding and... Well, like sickle cell and other sorts of disorders. That... Well, I think that actually it mentioned that Elizabeth Bathory's parents were first cousins. So, so they think that that is what caused her possible epilepsy. They, they probably were. So fun fact, because of Queen Elizabeth, all of European royalty is related. Ooh. And you, you get into World War One. Well, Tsar Nicholas, the Kaiser and King Edward are all cousins. Oh, basically all the biggest countries except for France, because at this point in history, France is the only republic involved in any of this. Everything else is kingdoms and uh, monarchies and dictatorships, stuff like that. But yeah, they're all related. I guess family reunions are interesting. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you want a world war? That's how you get a world war. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so Elizabeth was born August 7th, 1560. And she died August 21st, 1614. So she lived to be 40, 54, 54 years old. But in 1575, Bathory was married to a son of a baron and another member of the aristocracy. His name, forgive me, they're in Hungary. I don't speak Hungarian. <laughs> um, but Fernik Nadasti. I don't know. That sounds pretty close to me. <laughs> okay, go me. <laughs> um, can you imagine being married off at 15? Right. No. I mean, I understood people lived shorter back then, but she still lived to be 54. Yeah. That's a decently long amount of time. Especially back then. But yeah, I can't imagine being married off to someone. And I, I Well, don't... especially that's a 15-year-old girl, and the man is generally significantly older. Yeah. But it also said that there was approximately 4,500 people at their wedding. That sounds terrible. That's half the city that we live in. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. That's crazy to think about. Um, but before Elizabeth married him, she had given birth to a baby by a lower order man. So her new groom is said to have had the lover castrated and torn to pieces by the dogs. And the child was just hidden away forever. That was probably also super scandalous for the time. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. You know, that I mean, that's prime time for like checking purity and stuff before ceremonies and yeah i bet that was nuts yeah well and then especially it her being of high class and baby daddy being lower class multiple tier scandal there <laughs> i'm trying to think how you would say uh baby daddy and like you know the memes <laughs> where they're like proper english with the like uh pilgrim painting you know what i'm talking about no <laughs> babes papa <laughs> No, nope. no, nope. hard pass. <laughs> I don't know. Hard pass. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing for you. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> the young couple lived in her husband's castle in present day Slovakia. And while apparently while he was away on frequent trips, his wife ran the estates and she also took various lovers. Which I, I think that was probably a fairly common thing back then, too. At least that's how all of the period pieces make it look. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? They don't hardly see each other ever. And most of it is arranged marriages. They're, well, they're arranged marriages. And a lot of these, they're, he's what, the baron or the count? He was the son of the baron. The son of the baron. So even lower down the chain. Yeah. But he's probably off at court because... Also taking ladies. More than likely, but <laughs> they are they rule a small chunk of land inside of a bigger kingdom, inside of a bigger empire. But see, if they're going to do that already, then why does it matter that she had a baby from before the marriage? Why does it matter? Because the no, no different. Like, well, the nobility have to maintain this air of being better than you. Well, I know, but it's just like... These are similar occurrences. Well, no, I totally <laughs> agree. Basically, but the same. It just is dumb. It's all about appearances, and throughout most of a whole thousand-year period, from the fall of Rome to uh, 
I would say almost up until the French Revolution, the Catholic Church is the most powerful entity in Europe. Mm -hmm. So you have to maintain a certain level of at least uh, false purity. Yeah. It's all for the show, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, he died in 1604 after developing a debilitating pain in his legs, eventually becoming permanently disabled. So they were married for 29 years and they had four children. But after her husband's death were whenever all of the rumors of cruelty started surfacing. So let's cut, let's get into the nitty gritty of that a little bit. Because she was accused of all kinds of like crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of hard because there's so much differing information that people have been able to find throughout the years. So the numbers kind of vary quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It said that there had been earlier accounts of peasant women being murdered, but it wasn't until 1609 that the rumors that she had killed noble women actually attracted attention. So that's five years after her husband died. There's a lot yeah. that can happen in well, that time, too. There was probably a lot that happened the, like, the entire time she lived in the castle. Because it was not uncommon for the noble lady to have her higher-up servants go to the village and pick these girls out to be servants in the castle. Right. And it was also not uncommon that once they went to the castle, they probably didn't go home anyway. Mm-hmm. So there was no one to suspect any foul play. You probably wouldn't even know if your daughter was murdered after she went to the castle. Once, yeah. she, once she was picked as a servant, you'd probably never see her again. Well, and I guess with the rumors that she had killed a noble woman, because I would assume that the noble parents can actually talk to her and be like, yo, what's yeah. up with my kid? <laughs> Which, I mean, I think she got away with that for a decent amount of time, too, because also it was not uncommon to, as a, a lower noble, to send your daughter to a house of a, like, the next tier up from you. Yeah. So they could learn the art of nobility and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what they actually said. In 1610, King Matthias assigned... Gordio Thruzo, Count Palatine of Hungary, and coincidentally, he is Elizabeth Bathory's cousin, but he's there to investigate the claims of her torturing and murdering young girls. Which I do think that's kind of funny. I mean, I think it's funny as a modern day person, but it was probably standard practice back then. But you're you're sending another noble to investigate, not like a detective, like someone who that's their profession you know well wouldn't he have dealings with war and need that kind of intel and so it's already there like he are, he's already trained in the art well i would i mean i would say strategic knowledge and investigating a murder are two very different things well potato potato you know? <laughs> <laughs> and also so i'm going to use an analogy from another podcast hardcore history when it comes to rulers and monarch, it's uh, basically the luck of the rulership die. So you have no qualifications when it comes to a noble person. You're born into it. Mm-hmm. So you roll that die. You could get someone that's very adept and... They're made for it. They're made for it. They, they're they good rulers. Mm-hmm. But then you could also roll that, that one. 
and they're just the dumbest person on the planet, but they were born into power. It's the inbreeding. It's the inbreeding. No, 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 no. No, Tano. <laughs> Run, I hear banjo music. Between 1610 and 1611, her cousin took depositions from people living in the area surrounding her estate, including the testimony of more than 300 witnesses and survivors, which just blows my mind. Like, how were there survivors? (laughs) She just didn't have time to get to them. Same exact reason there were survivors for the Holocaust. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm oh being serious. <laughs> the stories of Bathory's murders were further verified by physical evidence of mutilated, dying, or dead victims at the time of her arrest on December 30th, 1610. And actually, with her arrest, she was never prosecuted for anything. And it all came down to how her story started. It was a scandal. Yeah. She's nobility. She can't be in trouble. She can't draw attention like that. We can't have these type of people running our country because it's no, bad. You just sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever they were arrested, and I say they because it was Elizabeth Bathory and her servants, the servants were put on trial in 1611. And three were executed for being Bathory's accomplices. God, and that's that's crazy. I mean, they were forced into it. Yeah, but also, I mean, like, there's always the movies with the servant that really is actually a jackass. Yeah, but I mean, when you're basically a peasant in these countries, you have no rights. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do? You know, say no. Right. Right. But like I had mentioned, Bathory herself was never tried, and the king wanted her to be tried. But Bathory's cousin convinced the king that such an act would damage the nobility. It can't damage the nobility. Can't do it. Mm-mm. But the trial and execution would have caused a public scandal and led to the disgrace of a prominent and influential family that ruled Transylvania. It sucks, too, because there was overwhelming evidence and testimony against her, and she was just imprisoned in her castle. That was it. They stuck her in a tower and wouldn't let her out, basically on house arrest until she just died. And she so, was 54 at that age. I mean, castles are big, so I wonder if she had free roam. I've heard, like, I don't know how historically accurate this is, that they actually walled the door in. Right. They bricked it in. See, and that feels very much grim fairy tales to me you know yeah so i don't know if that is just embellishment right i mean it was 400 years uh, over 400 years ago right and she was initially buried in the castle church but the locals threw a fit and oh yeah and her body was moved to her birth home at Ichid in hungary i'm really proud of your hungarian tonight (laughs) i'm just winging it man (laughs) (laughs) You, you sold it Good, good. You buy in? <laughs> you bought Rosetta Stone, didn't you? I did. You, I got it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is also crazy, but according to the Guinness World Records, Bathory is the most prolific female murderer and most prolific murderer of the Western world. 
How is she in the Guinness Book of World Records? One, if it's true. What true? If she really did it. Yes. But according to the Guinness Book World Records, it just is crazy that that happened so long ago and she's in something modern like that. This is weird. Well, and I, like, what's their standard for murder? Because last time I checked, Hitler was at 6 million and Stalin was at 10 million. That's true. Good point. Good point, Tano. Check one for the history buff. <laughs> if you couldn't already tell, Tanner's a big history buff. <laughs> He's just pulling this stuff off of the top of his head. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now how do we pronounce this? <laughs> But it's interesting what you mentioned if she actually did it because there is also a theory that she didn't do any of it. That it was just political rumors mm-hmm. to try and bash her because now she's a widow, but a widow with power. Well, and so I could see I could see either side because for one, there were cruel rulers all over the place during this like basically the late medieval through the renaissance because they're all nuts you have ivan the terrible uh vlad the impaler Mm. uh i mean they're all over the place because there's no one to stop like who's gonna stop them from doing the acts of cruelty you know right yeah they they run the world so but also that part of eastern europe was super unstable Mm. and so you're talking about all these tiny kingdoms that technically all owe fealty to a larger king. So they like they technically owe their fealty to Hungary, even though they're kind of on their own. But also, at the same time, the Ottoman Empire is coming from the, the southeast of them, trying to take this part over. So you're you're in a very unstable part of the world anyway. Well, in... They're just all mean, like you said. <laughs> yeah. So it, they're all like mean and trying to be their own alpha. Right. And why would you not take the opportunity to try and take down one of your rivals? Yeah. Especially back then. there It's not like there was very many rules. And especially if she was particularly wealthy. Oh, yeah. Which I believe she was. Yeah. Well, in history also shows that they just, they, women don't get to hold that money even after their husband dies. Yeah. They either just sell them off to somebody else, but, but she she was not for that stint of time. Well, you need the wealth to have a standing army, which these these lords needed at this time. You had yeah. to have a standing army to survive. Mm-hmm. Or else you were just going to be taken off the map. Like good old Vlad. <laughs> good old Vlad, the Dracula dad. I love that. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I have a Dracula tattoo on my thigh, and I've been asked multiple times if it's Tanner, and it's super weird. There's also no resemblance. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I have a big bushy beard. And it's Luke Evans' Dracula, by the way. It doesn't, it's not the same. Weird, weird little fun fact there for you. Side, side note, that's a really good movie. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. But speaking of Vlad, Elizabeth, a lot of people compared her to Vlad the Impaler because of their atrocities. Mm -hmm. But there's like a hundred year difference there. 
but they're also around the same area, all real close together. So we've kind of skipped around your notes anyway, so let's get into the, the meaty part, at least to me anyway, like what she was actually doing. Because she was like torturing these girls. You had mentioned that it might have originated from the epilepsy epilepsy treatment. Yes. I've always heard legends that she was basically trying to look for immortality and was using the blood to try and stay young. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how that goes. So, yes, they're saying that from her epilepsy treatments is where her relationship with blood started. And then the older she got... And more twisted she got, her relationship with blood changes. And so she has been rumored to drink the blood, which, if you know anything about the human body, our systems literally cannot digest blood. Mm -hmm. You will throw it back up. So maybe like a little shot here and there, upset tummy for an hour, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, mental health was not a priority in the 1600s. Well, obviously. I guess you could just use some Pepto. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's largely rumored that she bathed in the blood. and it Which started... is where I always got a kick out of it because her name's Bathory. <laughs> yes. But it's also said that as she was torturing one of these poor girls, the girl's blood splashed on Elizabeth's face. And after she wiped the blood off of her face later that afternoon or whatever time it was, it appeared that the skin where the blood was looked more youthful. Oh, yeah. I've heard this story. Mm -hmm. So then that was where her relationship got even darker and she started bathing in it or facials or whatever, you know? Also, it was 1610. It was probably dementia. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. She's just slowly going crazy and no one knows why, but it's just old age. (laughs) She's like, is this like coconut oil? (laughs) But according to testimonies, Bathory's initial targets were servant girls about 10 to 14. They're easy to capture on the run. She's said to have had a a horse-drawn carriage and would just roam the streets late at night snatching girls. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the snatching part, though. Like, right? It's so easy just to get them. Like, just order them to come to your castle. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's what they did for workers. Why would you do it any different? Now you make yourself look sus. <laughs> Red flags. Here we go. <laughs> Two court officials claimed that they had personally witnessed Bathory torture and kill young servant girls. And later, Bathory was said to have killed the daughters of the lesser gentry sent by their parents to learn courtly etiquette and social advancement, like you had mentioned earlier. Etiquette classes. How to be a noble. And some witnesses told Thurzo, which is the cousin that was investigating her, of relatives who had died while in Bathory's care. In all, Bathory was accused of having killed between a couple of dozen and over 600 young women, which is when I mentioned earlier. That That's a big gap. It's a big gap. So, And also, I would have a hard time believing the court official's testimony. Because mm-hmm, they're already hiding and stuff. Well, a court official, they're going to have political motivations from one. 
Mm-hmm. And for two, unless she was just out of her mind crazy, why would you do that in front of the people that you would have consequence to? Right. Yeah. It's, I don't get it. But I mean, they have found her diaries and stuff and she wrote about her victims in her diary if it is her diary and it's over the hundreds of victims. Yeah. So I don't know why they say a couple dozen when that's so low for the quote unquote evidence there is of her atrocities. Yeah. I mean, I guess in 1600, that's all circumstantial evidence. And it's not like they have DNA stuff and you know right well one thing forensics for sh- <laughs> yeah one thing for sure is that she tortured all of her victims before she killed them um, she was suspected of committing many different forms of torture on her victims some of the survivors and witnesses reported victims experiencing severe beatings and that would include burning or mutilating their hands freezing them to death or starving them to death she would cut off various body parts and make them cook their own body parts and then eat their own body parts Uh, nails under the fingernails if there's one thing medieval europe has going for them is the creative ways they can make somebody feel pain yeah they're great at it (laughs) well and she had a torture room i couldn't find just a ton of information on what torture devices she had but she has money so i'm sure she had all of them at least a rack. Come on. That's like basic tier, right? There was even some accounts, according to the Budapest City Archives, that some of the victims were covered in honey and just left for the ants to eat alive. Oh, yeah. They're... Burned with hot tongs. I mean, she would change extremes of temperature, making them freeze and then putting them in a sauna and back and forth, just freaking their nervous system out. Oh, yeah lashings thumb screws you ever heard of thumb screws Oof, sounds terrible they're like handcuffs for your thumbs for your thumbs but instead of like locks with keys it's just screws mm, and good. bone good yeah of course it's all the rage <laughs> <laughs> she was also said to have a specific pair of shears that she always carried with oh. her she would stab them with the shears or cut off various body parts with said shears. Even accounts of like biting breasts off, biting pieces of face and limp, whatever she could sink her teeth into. Which <laughs> also <laughs> links to Vlad. Um, She's a vampire. Vampire. <laughs> with Elizabeth's bloodthirst and her torture techniques and her self care regime that she had (laughs) maybe she's born with it (laughs) maybe it's maybelline (laughs) we are not paid by maybelline (laughs) oh my gosh that was a good one (laughs) right off the cuff (laughs) around that time they had vampire scares which i would assume would be similar to our witch hunts because vlad the impaler was such a big deal and said to drink blood She's over here drinking and bathing in blood. Everybody's freaked out about vampires. 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 <laughs> so um, they think that that fuels the Countess mm-hmm. rumors as well. Well, and then you get into 
modern times. And there's people all over that are just obsessed with dark history. And then you get the even more, like, legends springing off that are more fiction than fact. But people are just so fascinated with the story that it keeps... It's like a snowball and it keeps growing and growing, you know? Well, we know that Bram Stoker's Dracula is based off of Vlad the Impaler, but it is also based off of Elizabeth Bathory as well. Mm -hmm. And then starts pop culture, I guess. Yeah. But she died August 21st, 1614 at the age of 54. And like Tanner said earlier, I don't know if she was walled up in her tower, like some legends say. That's what I had always heard, Mm -hmm. but... Like it was said, definitely a tower. Like, she did not have the whole castle to herself. She well, was, like, house arrest to this one small area. And I wonder how they con- they contained her murders in that time, if they did at all. Or they just well, had, to, if she was, like, Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> and you just had to be careful, and he'd snatch you. As far as keeping people from... Dying by her hand while, while she's she was, incarcerated. Oh, yeah. But also at the at time, she was 54. you never seen grannies in prison? Yeah, but we also don't have, they don't have the health care that we do now. Well. She probably was not. <laughs> health care. Well. <laughs> she was probably not in the best of health if she died at 54. Yeah. So, I you just have to make sure you're you're not sending the weakest person in the castle to go serve her food. Well, yeah. But she's sneaky, obviously. Depraved. You telling me she's not going to shank somebody? I mean, she could try. She's going to shank people. She could try. Well, she probably did. (laughs) She probably can't lift her shears anymore. (laughs) It's not the size that matters, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Those shears in the movie were pretty big. They were big. <laughs> I think the, I think I saw the page where they were reading about it, and it said fourteen inches long. Oh. I'm like, for real, those is bigger than my garden, my branch shears I have. Oh no, so many bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of the movie? I thought it was good. Did you? It was a good for good early two thousands movie. With Frankie Muniz in it. <laughs> that was kind of weird, at first, but the, he just plays himself. Yeah, it fits. I love it. I do have a theory though, and I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I would say loosely based around Elizabeth Bathory. I think that all of the uh, information they used so so with the movie, it is a group of hardcore gamers. And they get a hold of this game called Stay Alive, which is yeah. the name of the movie. It's like The Ring, but with a video game. Yeah, if you die in the video game, you die in real life. But they're obviously trying to figure it out. Elizabeth Bathory is the big bad guy, and they're trying to defeat her. Right. But all of the information that they use is straight Elizabeth Bathory information. See, I don't think so. The Shears is the one thing in her name. But they're talking about this plantation in Louisiana that she's from. Right. And I've always thought that was weird. And I've, I never and, understand that. Cause... And so I do have a theory for that. There's another demented woman from history named Marie Delphine LaLaurie. And if you watch American Horror Story. 
it's, she's a character in Coven. It's, is Kathy right? Bates the one that plays her? I think so. Yeah. Uh, but she was a plantation owner in Louisiana. Uh, she had this big mansion in the French Quarter in New Orleans. And she was known for torturing slaves in her house. Um, and there was all kinds of weird stuff happening all the time at her house. Like extravagant, almost like um, Illuminati kind of weird par- parties. Mm-hmm. And one day the house caught on fire. And it said that one of the slaves she had beaten had left the stove on and burn it down. And when they, when the fire was finally contained, because this is like, uh, 1800s in Louisiana, the fire, there's not a real fire department. So it takes a while to, uh, but they did find a bunch of like charred bodies in the attic. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, So that, that's, that's where I think a lot of the, the inspiration for the movie came from. But they, I think they put Bathory's name on it to hype it up more because she's more known. She's more known. I don't know. That's interesting. I've because never thought of that. She was a plantation. Like uh, Delphine was a plantation owner in Louisiana, which is where the movie takes place in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the the similarities of what was going on there fit the Delphine story a little bit better because uh, they don't go into the the fact of the of what. Bathory was doing. Yeah. She's no. just this ghost inside the video game that's trying to kill the characters. Yeah. No, but, well, and I've always wondered why. Well, maybe that was why I initially started researching Elizabeth Bathory because I knew that she was Hungarian, but it didn't make sense why it was in Louisiana. Right. And and I I knew that also and they say I can't remember the name of the plantation. Um Grange Lagrange or they they like grog grog i don't remember what it's when i first heard it i thought they said prog that ended up not being what they were saying but it was it sounded similar so that's why i was like huh it's the gruge plant gruge and it's set in saint bernard parish louisiana next to the real uh kenilworth plantation okay yeah, that's my theory. I think I think the movie was actually based around Delphine La Laurie. That's interesting. Which is another person from history we could probably talk about sometime. That'd be cool. I was really upset when we drove drove through Louisiana and we couldn't actually see anything. I wanted to go over Lake Pontchartrain. Really I bad. did too. I did too. It was just out of the way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see an alligator is what I wanted to see. But then I found out the most terrifying thing in my life is that alligators can climb trees. <laughs> There's nowhere safe. Well, they've been around since the dinosaurs. They have to have learned something. I also thought if you stayed far enough away, you'd be fine. No, they can run faster than and you. And they jump. They're dangerous. They are the top of the food chain. The <laughs> alpha predator. Stay away from them. <laughs> but yeah, y'all should check out that movie. I like it. I thought it was good. Frankie Muniz being Frankie Muniz. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other people that you might recognize in the cast. I don't think I recognize. Well, yeah. The one guy, he was in It's Always Sunny. Nick Boyles. Yeah. Yep. He had the same kind of yes, he character. Did. <laughs> yes, Just he did. A little less, a little less gross. Yeah. <laughs> More asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good movie. 
apparently there's another movie also called The Countess, which I did not know, which now I am super interested in. I think I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's featured in the first episode of Deadly Women, season oh, yeah. one, episode one. Also, I don't know if it made it to the lore TV show, but there is definitely a lore podcast episode about her. Oh, yeah. And we love the lore podcast. Yeah. Speaking of um, deadly women, a lot of people didn't believe that she was committing these acts because she was a woman. Like, a woman couldn't just perform all of these terrible things just yeah. out of pure violence because she's a woman well i so mean they didn't believe her for a while not that it can't happen but it is statistically very less likely for a woman to be a serial killer but there's a whole deadly women show but but, but they're not serial killers they're mm. you kill one and you're done not, not all of them. Not all of them, but it's... They got multiple husbands under their belt. Well. <laughs> uh, fun fact, Tanner used to love watching Deadly Women until he got married. <laughs> yeah. I still do like to watch it. I just don't watch it with you. <laughs> well, that's good, because her voice annoys me. <laughs> that's why I do it oh. for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> it stinks, because I want to watch it. I like the content, but oh, man. Her voice is nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm. Can't do it. I love me a good true crime show. Oh, always. Always. I don't know that anybody is into dark, spooky stuff that isn't also into crime stuff, too. Yeah. Any who's it's. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate every single listener. Every single one. Well, we do it for you guys. But be sure you're following us on Facebook, on Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Send us an email to reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. There you go. Send us an email. Tell us how we're doing. Or if you have a ghost story, we would love to tell other people's ghost stories. Yeah. But thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.